Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. Wednesday afternoon, it is Fed Reserve in focus. Today, a look at the Fed and the big banks. A lot of regulatory questions hanging over them. Yes, and we'll also be speaking with Frank Sorrentino. He is the chief executive of Connect One Bank. They are the fourth largest bank in New Jersey. We'll talk about such topics as financial technology, interest rates, regulation, and yes, cybersecurity. But right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you, Pim. I thank you, Kathleen. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ holding at their best level of the day. This update is brought to you by Van Eck Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vaneck.com slash muni. Van Eck. Access the opportunities. Stocks are higher, adding to an advance after their strongest one-day gain since March as signs of a stronger economy spur speculation. It can withstand higher interest rates. People familiar with the matter say Chinese officials plan to ask their American counterparts in annual talks next month about the chance of a Federal Reserve interest rate increase in June. The people say the Chinese delegation will try to deduce whether a June or July rate rise is more likely as the nation's policymakers prepare for the potential impact on financial markets. Dan Skelly is head of the equity model portfolio team at Morgan Stanley Wealth Management. He told Bloomberg Television when Whenever the Fed does move, China will definitely be watching. Our official view at Morgan Stanley is that we actually don't get the first rate hike this year until December. So really not till the end of the year. So we'll see what happens. But obviously the Chinese are very concerned about financial conditions. Uh, when we had the first rate hike back in December with the Fed and then back in August when the, the Chinese were fixing or depreciating their currency, financial conditions tightened and markets sold off very, very dramatically. So that's why the Chinese are concerned. But again, our view is that the Fed does doesn't hike till later this year in December. Gold down 540 the ounce to 1223, a drop of 0.4 percent. S&P up 16, a gain of eight tenths of one percent. And now let's take a look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Bonnie Quinn. A State Department audit addresses Hillary Clinton's use of a private email account and server, while Secretary of State Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. A State Department audit claims previous Secretaries of State, including Hillary Clinton, poorly managed emails and other computer information. The Associated Press obtained a copy of the report by the agency's Inspector General. According to the report, there were long-standing systemic weaknesses related to communications. The report also says the department and its secretaries were slow to recognize and respond to new cybersecurity risks. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. House Speaker Paul Ryan has told reporters he has not come to a decision yet on the endorsement of Donald Trump. Earlier, two people close to the lawmaker told Bloomberg News Speaker Ryan was ready to end the standoff. Those people said Ryan may endorse Trump for president this week. The speaker was said to be concerned about the split that's developed in the Republican Party. 
A Ukrainian pilot is thanking those who fought for her release from Russian custody. Nadezhda Savchenko was released today and swapped for two Russian servicemen who were jailed in Ukraine. The pilot had been convicted of involvement in the deaths of two Russian journalists and was sentenced to 22 years in prison. She was released after two years. A retrial for a New Jersey man accused of the 1979 murder of six-year-old Etan Potts will begin after Labor Day. Pedro Hernandez's May 2015 trial ended in a hung jury. The child vanished on his way to school and was declared dead in 2001. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Vonnie Quinn. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, stocks are advancing. The Dow up 167, a gain of 1%. S&P up 16, a gain of 8 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock, the Fed in focus on Bloomberg Radio. Federal Reserve, will it raise interest rates next month, July? And what does it mean for big banks? Big banks have a lot of challenges from increased regulation to increase, increased cybersecurity risks. Joining us now to discuss all of this and more is Frank Sorrentino. He is Chief Executive Officer at Connect One Bank. He is uh, joining us from our New York studio. So, Frank, a lot of uh, the markets are actually moving a lot on Fed rate hike uh expectations, right? And one of the ways they're moving is bank stocks start going higher when there's more signals the Fed's actually going to move. Are you in the camp that is hoping the Fed will will make the move so you can increase your uh, net interest margins? Hi, Kathleen. Always good to be with you. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I guess it's from a, from a selfish perspective, sure, uh, higher rates uh, will probably translate into higher profit margins, better net interest income uh, for most financial institutions. Um, but higher interest rates have, as we saw in December, also have the capability of roiling the markets and really creating some confusion. Uh, it would be my own perspective that the Fed does not raise rates uh, in the June time frame. Uh, we just don't see, you know, what what would be going on in the economy that would that would dictate to the Fed that they should raise rates. Frank, I wonder if you could offer a little bit of detail about the business right now and tell us about things such as uh, the real estate uh, operation. But I also know that, that, for example, you know you know about the the ride share and the, and the taxi industry. You're you're a lender to a variety of businesses. We do. Um, so there's lots going on in both the real estate marketplace and interest rates play a really big role in what's happening uh, relative to you know, the entire real estate industry. Uh, rising rates there is probably not a good thing um, and is creating, you know, sort of the wall of worry for, you know, a lot of people in, in that uh, sector. Uh, probably something that the Fed uh, appreciates that it's doing, right? It's forcing people to think through uh, the risk of, of higher rates in the future. So, you know, a lot of disruption uh, could potentially start to move into the market marketplace relative to the thought process behind the Fed raising rates on a consistent basis. So in terms of, I'm glad you raised that question, though, Pim, about business, because as a banker, particularly of a, a community banker, you see, you get a, you have your finger on the pulse in a way sometimes I think a lot of big banks don't. What is your sense of the health of this region and the economy more broadly right now from a banking you know, perspective? 
You know, I think the New York metro region is probably, if not one of the strongest, the strongest uh, part of the economy here in the U.S., right? It represents about 10% of the U.S. economy, about $1.6 trillion uh, of GDP. And it's an incredibly diversified uh, portfolio of businesses and, you know, different types of operations, you know, right here within, let's say, a 50 or 100-mile radius of New York City. Uh, the, the, the average business owner that we deal with here at Connect One Bank, certainly feels all the pressures, but at the same time sees a pretty good economic environment in front of them. Very low interest rates, pretty stable prices, stable material prices, stable labor prices. Uh, all bodes very, very well, yet that's all painted on the backdrop of a very tumultuous uh, global economy, right? We're hearing things about negative interest rates and problems around the globe, and, and, and I think that's what's going to ultimately weigh on the Fed, right, the stronger dollar and, and lots of other factors as to whether or not they need to raise rates. But at the same time, that jawboning about rates, uh, I believe, is keeping, is keeping things sort of in check, and we don't have runaway uh, optimism in, in the marketplace. Frank, I want to keep things local for just a moment, if you can, because sure. I think it has larger implications. Tell me about the uh, taxi medallion, the loans uh, secured by taxi medallions, and what you You've seen there because we're living in an Uber, well, at least an Uber economy to a certain extent. So, you know, the taxi business, uh, specifically in New York City, um, while the headlines would have you believe it's going out of business tomorrow, is actually quite robust. Uh, the battle for the business there is really more related to the drivers who drive for whether it's Yellow or, uh, you know, any of the transportation network companies. Uh, but, the, but the business of taxi, they're still doing about the same number of rides per day, and they're still making about the same dollars per trip. Uh, and I don't know. I, I know. I think you guys live in the city as well as I do. It's uh, it's difficult at most times of the day to get a taxi cab. And you got more uh, than what? More, more than a hundred million, right? You got a, more than a hundred million in loans. Yeah, we have about we have about that many. But like all other businesses. Uh, there's a lot of change, right? So there's disruption in the transportation space. There's disruption in the hotel space, uh, and and in some in some areas there's even you know disruption in the multifamily space, right? Where buildings that were originally designed to be apartments and homes are now being used as quasi hotels. There's tremendous disruption coming in the financial space, right? Look what's going on with fintech and 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 all the other types of businesses. So this is not something that's just relegated to transportation. The entire economy is being disrupted uh, by technology plays. And in some cases, you know, similar to the financial industry, some of this disruption is good, right? It's forcing change. It's forcing forcing efficiencies within the system. Um, it's forcing business owners to think differently about their business. It doesn't necessarily mean those businesses are going to go away. Frank Sorrentino, thank you for spending time with us. Chief Executive Officer of Connect One Bank there, based in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Fed in Focus brought to you by Willoughby since 1898, New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of GoPro action adventure cameras. Willoughby's at the corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.